Good evening. And I just want to thank you for watching this evening. If you are not able to watch tonight, I pray that you are able to listen or watch later. And I always hope that these are an encouragement for you, something that God can use to help you in your walk with the Lord. And I know what you're thinking tonight. It is a modern day miracle. A modern day miracle that we have had this week, five full nights of the evening devotion. Now, some people might say that was five nights of torture, but five nights this week. As we're finishing up chapter 33, and we've really taken our time and looked at how to talk to people who don't agree with us or who are difficult to talk to, uh, we tonight come into, I think, some of my favorite verses in the book of Job. And I want to read them tonight, starting in verse 29. And it says, Lo, all these things worketh God oftentimes with man. Now, you might be saying, well, I don't understand that. Well, that's a little, that's a little King James, and it's only because it's the only Bible version I have in front of me. But Elihu summarizes everything he's saying by saying God does these things to a man. You see, God created everything. God created the dogs and the cats and the elephants and the dinosaurs, and I believe in a literal creation event in Genesis, like the Bible says. But there is something unique about man. The Holy Spirit doesn't convict animals. Jesus didn't die to save a walrus. Jesus died to save people. And so while all creation is special, and I, I can't believe this, I, I used to hunt a little bit when I was younger, but I have got to the point now where I can't kill anything. Uh, I just, I can't bring myself to do it. Uh, I don't know why, it's just one of those things, but I don't mind consuming things that are already killed, but uh, anyway, but creation is special. But what he says here is that God deals with people. And so tonight, you and I should feel privileged that out of all of God's creations, and creation is beautiful. Creation is magnificent. God speaks to us. That God wants a relationship with us. That God cares about you and me. And that's amazing. It's kind of like when Jesus says that he knows the hairs on the top of your head. And if you can tell... My hair is getting fewer and fewer on top. Or if he knows when the sparrow falls. I love an old song that Vestal Goodman used to sing and uh, the homecoming choir with the Gaithers. And it was, his eye is on the sparrow. Yes, I know he watches me. And so Job is, is hearing this 
and he's probably not taking it very well because it has been some correction. But he goes on in verse 30 and says, Mark well, O Job, listen unto me. Hold your peace, and I will speak. Now, I've been married long enough to know that it's not a good idea to tell someone to hold their peace. But Job here is hearing from someone who wants what's best for him. And sometimes you and I need that. Sometimes we just need someone to say, shush and listen. Stop and take a deep breath. Wait and cool your jets. And so it goes on in verse 32 and says, If thou hast anything to say, answer me, speak, for I desire to justify you. He is telling him, I want you to listen, but I also want you to respond. He's saying, I'm giving you hard truths, but I want to hear back. I want you to tell me how you feel. And I think this is something we all struggle with in tense moments, in moments of disagreement, in moments of trying to help people with the areas of their life that they don't want to be helped, is we have to be willing that if we're going to be a giver of truth, that we might get a little bit back. And that's what Elihu says. Hey, I'm not being a hypocrite. I'm not, I'm not just pointing fingers. I want you to hear and I want you to respond. Because listen here. This is what I think is so amazing. If not hearken unto me, hold thy peace, and I shall teach you. You see, he was giving Job a choice. He was saying, if you'll listen, I want to share this with you. If you will listen and apply it, it will be beneficial to you. And how many times have we probably said that to our children or to a grandchild or to someone that we know? You're not listening to me. You're hearing, but you're not listening. You're listening and hearing, but you're not understanding. There was a, a movie, which is not a good movie to watch probably anymore now that I'm uh, right with the Lord, but Chris Rock uh, told Jackie Chan, do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? And, uh, and they were having a communication issue. And tonight, that is how most of us have felt at some point. Whether it's at work, whether it's in our marriage, whether it's in our relationships with our children and grandchildren. But tonight, I want you to know that you cannot make people listen. Tonight, you cannot make people hear Tonight, you cannot make people understand. Do you remember that's what the Holy Spirit does? Your job and my job is to just proclaim the truth in love. And so that what does that look like tonight as we finish this chapter? One, you need to realize that we can all be like Job. We can all be self-righteous. We can all make excuses for our sins and mistakes and behavior. And tonight, you can ignore it, you can avoid it, you can cover it, but God won't clean you up that way. God won't cure the problem. And so tonight, whether it's through suffering, 
whether it's through the word of a friend, whether it's through the blessings of life, when God tries to get your attention, listen. Listen. I don't believe God forces you to listen. I don't believe God twists your arm like a a big brother does a little sibling. I believe that he presents the case. He convicts through the Holy Spirit. And then you have to make a choice to respond or to reject. And so tonight, be sure that you are getting along with God, letting His Word and His Spirit convict you. And that when you come out of your prayer closet, when you come out of your Bible study, you say, Lord, I know I'm a sinner that's saved by grace, but I have confessed all that I know to you. And then as you begin to go from that point, then God can begin to use you to speak truth into the lives of people. One thing the Bible teaches is that um, there is a biblical principle about leaving an inheritance to your children. Now, I don't believe you ought to leave so much that it spoils them rotten and that they fight over it. I believe that you ought to leave your children some. I believe you ought to leave the church some. I believe you ought to give some to missionaries, all those things, ministries. But we think that that's the most important inheritance that we can give our children and grandchildren. But what if God uses us to speak truth into our prodigal family member and they return? What if God uses us to speak the truth of the gospel to that co-worker and they give their life to Jesus? I uh, was watching a short video today and some comments about how some people don't like altar calls and things like that. And I just disagree. I believe that we ought to always give people an opportunity to respond to Jesus and to the conviction of the Holy Spirit. If they come for the wrong reason, that's between them and the Lord. Uh, If they come for the right reasons, we rejoice. But God wants you to listen. He wants you to hear. And just like Elihu tonight, don't expect God to use you to help others listen if you won't listen. That's why when I prepare for sermons, I preach verse by verse, book by book. And I always try to pray and allow the Word of God to speak to me. Because if I get up and preach about something that I won't listen to God about, I can't expect that God will use me to help others. And so, if I want others to forgive, I have to be willing to forgive. If I want to show people how to have self-control, I have to model self-control. The Bible even talks about a pastor who if his home is not in order, he shouldn't be a pastor. Because what good is it to preach about the home if your home is in disarray? And so tonight I really want to challenge you to be used by God. You have to first let God get you to where He wants you to be. That's why athletes train before an event. That's why weightlifters lift before a competition. That's why runners practice before they run a race. I don't run races, but but there are people who do. And so tonight, I really want you to know that. If your heart's in the right place and you want to be used by God, but yet God's not, maybe it's a listening issue. Get along with Him. Ask Him. And then say, God, now that I'm ready, put me in coach. And so, first and foremost, the only way that you can be ready 
is to know Jesus. And so tonight, I'm not asking you if you're a member of a church or you've been baptized, but have you given your heart and life to Jesus? Because if you have, then God can use you mightily. But if you haven't, tonight could be that night where you repent of your sins and trust Jesus, who died on the cross for you and was buried and rose again. If I can pray for you, help you, do anything at all for you, please let me know. Message, comment, text. I will try to get back as quick as I can. And it always, like I said, it's a modern day miracle to see five nights in one week of the nightly devotion. But I pray this is the new norm, not the miracle that we see. And so I just pray tonight for you and your family, and I pray that the Lord would bless you and keep you.